Yeah, but most decisions don't come like that. What do you mean? Oh, he tries to think. No, what do you mean they don't they don't come well, like most that? Most decisions aren't as easy as like reading the Amazon reviews. What? Well, and, and listen, I want to be clear for your viewers, listeners. the listeners, <laughs> that it's not just Amazon. You're looking for all kinds of research. So For sure. The more information I can get, the better off, more informed my decision is. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi. This episode features myself and my husband, Nick. We like to record an episode together, usually on the 10s. We kind of fell out of the routine of doing that, uh, probably between 40 and 60. But here we are. This is episode 60, and we are going to have a conversation about how we make decisions together. I think there's a little bit of preamble that I want to give that Nick and I don't really get into, which is that... You know, why might someone want to make better decisions with their spouse? And I think that with the experience that we've had making some pretty big decisions, we've found that, you know, that experience can be kind of fraught with peril. And so this episode is by no means meant to say, hey, Nick and I, we're a perfect couple. We get everything right every time and you should just do things the way that we do them. But it was a way of sort of reverse engineering what's gone well for us in the past in the way that you can do the same with your partner and reverse engineer what's gone well, the decisions that have made both of you feel happy, uh, or maybe the decisions that have made both of you, you know, feel perhaps unsatisfied or unsettled, and walk backwards as to what you might do differently or what you might do to improve that experience. It's really hard to make decisions with somebody else, for me personally. I'm pretty decisive. You'll hear that in the chat with Nick. I don't need a lot of time to make a decision or to feel good about making a decision. And you may have a partner who feels that way, but you don't. Or you may have a partner who wants to make a decision only based on one thing, like money. And I think that it's important to, you know, just recognize that making decisions together is hard. It is hard. And I certainly don't want this episode to make it sound like it has been easy for Nick and I. But I think we have come to realize that it is a strength in our marriage. And I also know that for you, there may be people out there listening for whom, you know, decisions are really tough and they might like to strengthen the opportunity to make better decisions with their spouse by hearing another couple talk about how they make decisions. So again, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that it helps you. It is not necessarily geared towards people outside of a spousal or a partnered relationship, but it would be interesting to think about other people that you make decisions with. If you live with a roommate, if you make big decisions at work with uh, people on your team, if you have to make big decisions in your neighborhood or in your community, I think that actually all of these things uh, apply because it's really about respecting one another. It's about letting the process unfold and take time. It's about not being too fixated on getting what you want or winning the decision. And uh, yeah, so with no further ado, this is myself and my husband, Nick, who I affectionately call Handsome Face. It's episode 60 for you. It's eight ways to make better decisions with your spouse. I hope you enjoy. 
Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin, and today is an episode on the 10s. It's episode 60, and we had, in the past, we're getting back on track, I guess, with the episodes on the 10s featuring none other than my husband and partner, Nick, also known as Handsome Face. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thanks for inviting me back. Thanks for tolerating this schedule, the rigorous schedule. It was hard to hard to fit this in. We made it, though. We did make it. So today's episode is going to feature something that I think we're really, really good at, and I thought we could kind of try to deconstruct why we're so good at it for the Medium Lady Talks audience, which is making decisions with your partner or making decisions as a couple. I think we're really good at making decisions as a couple. Agree or <laughs> I feel like I have to agree. No, but I think it, it's also true, but I also have to agree because it would kind of sabotage the whole episode <laughs> if I said we weren't. Or it could be like a, a work in progress as to us showing the audience exactly how we come, go from disagreeing to agreeing. Because that's a huge part of how we make decisions. We usually start off disagreeing. Yeah, almost every time. Almost every time. So I have an article here and it says eight ways to make a strong decision together. And I'm going to go through these eight ways and I want you to tell me how much this plays in when we're making decisions. Okay. Because I think some of these things are a little bit not our style. Is this like a peer-reviewed article? It or? is not. It is okay. a post on a website. Okay. It's, 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 it's Unnamed. Pure, okay, we're not going to give it pure, free, a free pure plug. Pure Googling search engine optimized for my, my research. All right, let's, let's see what oh the SEO has got for us. Oh, That's my good. gosh. Okay, all right. The first thing is to be open to your spouse's stance. Okay. Oh, you know what? I, f- I completely forgot to give the context for why I thought we should talk about this. Because we recently made a huge decision together. Right. Which was to get a new dog. Yes. So we adopted a puppy this weekend. He's here right at our feet, sleeping like an angel. He's the best behaved of our now four children. Incredible new puppy dog. But we had to come to that decision together. So we can use that as an example of a decision we made together, but we've also made other big decisions together. So there's the, there's the context in reverse. And the first thing is in this article, be open to your spouse's stance. How much does that play into us making decisions together for you? That's a good I, I was more thinking about how we make decisions and then like I have my perspective on how we make big decisions and then maybe how that fits into this article. Okay, great. Let's do that. I don't want to take over. I'm not well, trying but to. But I'm being open to your stance and we're making a decision together about how this podcast, what direction this podcast is going to take. On the fly. I love it. Yeah. Because I know you made a, made a plan for this podcast. This is it. But I didn't see the plan. This is the plan. Oh, <laughs> was that important? No, it's not important, but I'm just saying I, I, I can't go along with the plan. I don't know what the plan is. Well, there, your plan is to trust me yes. that I have a plan. Yes. Because I'm open to your stance. Oh my gosh. Okay, you tell me. What's I'd I'd love to hear this. This is this is how I think we make big decisions. Is that you have an idea (laughs) and at first I'm like, that's crazy. No. And that goes on from depends on the decision, but for some length of time where I think that's crazy. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. The time isn't right. It's too expensive. Yeah. Like it just it logically does not make sense to me at that time in the moment. And then? And then I get worn down. Oh, really? No, I don't... Worn, <laughs> worn okay. down is not... No, but, but I think about it more 
And I know usually you think, for example, the dog. Yeah. His name is Hulk. And I, we'd already already had spoken about getting a dog once Beckett started school in the fall. Yeah. That was, that always... was always the timeline. Yeah. Because and we had really good reasons. We just did not want another living thing that was completely dependent on yeah. us. Yeah, we'd been through a lot through the pandemic. We had felt like needed in every single direction. Either some kid is sick or some plans getting canceled or whatever. And yeah, you're right. We did have a game plan that when Beckett was going to go to school, we were going to get a dog. So I felt good about that game plan. And then you found, because you've been looking at dogs online. Yeah. You found Hulk. Yeah. And you started to kind of show me a couple things. Anyways, this kind of goes back to the decision making is that you had this idea like, you know what, let's just do this. Let's accelerate the timeline. Let's accelerate the timeline. Which, at first I'm like, well, there's no reason to do that. Like, there's no... And to be clear, I didn't come to you and say, here, let's get Hulk. Correct. I said, I said, I think we should think about getting a dog sooner than Becca going to school, which will be this September. Correct. Which I hadn't thought about before. So first I was like, no, not going to happen. And eventually, we talk because we're open to each other's stance. <laughs> Stances, is that plural there? And eventually, in a moment of weakness, I'm just like, all right, this, like, let's, let's apply. Because we saw Hulk. He's very cute. But you kind of, like, switch it. You kind of, I guess, you will throw a curveball at me. And it's not a bad curveball at all. It's often grounded in a good idea. And it takes me much longer to come around to either the change of plan or the new idea. That is absolutely true. Like, there is no decision we've made where I've been like, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, let's do it. Including, do you want to go walk on the beach today? And you're like, uh, yeah. you're, you're never like, let's do it. You're like, you know, if that's something you want to do, we could do that. And then you go and you have the best time on the beach better than anybody else. I mean, maybe the beach is a bad example, but, like... Yeah, but you have to do a pretty good job of sort of um, explaining the different point of view. And then even if I don't want to, usually the the answers you've given... Are in our ...are logical enough that I'm like, yeah, I can see this. I, I should stop saying no. Oh, Because my answer to say no isn't as strong... As my arguments to say yes. <sighs> I guess, yeah, by the balance of it, if it's something that's going to make you happy and you have good arguments... Mm. It trumps you have, you my good arguments. I'm trying to think of other examples other than than getting Hulk. Because Hulk is like, no, we should just wait till the fall. Like that, just like we already had thought of that. Yeah, made a plan for that. Yeah, there wasn't much of a reason at first in my mind to change that at all. Do you remember what you said to me when mm. I said, "Here's what I think. I think we should move up the timeline. Here's all the things that I want you to consider." And I'm just going to leave it out there. I didn't have a dog. I wasn't pitching for us to accelerate the timeline because of Hulk. I had probably shown you some pretty cute pictures of some foster puppies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't, like, campaigning for a specific dog. Do you remember what you said to me? No. You said, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think I'm ready. And then you said, but you should keep pushing me. Because I'm probably never going to be ready to just cross the threshold. Do you remember that? Yes. What did you mean by that? Because I saw it as... I saw it as, door of opportunity is flung open. 
Yeah, I, I have a lot to learn with I that. I was like, but I'm going to bulldoze through that. That was a window I did not expect. I am very much a, a fence sitter. Yeah. And when it comes to a big decision, I cannot get enough information on all sides to consider all possible avenues before making a decision. So I have a tr- I have trouble making decisions. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Oh. I wouldn't say you have trouble making decisions on your own. You're very good at making decisions on your own. I think that you will you will put off decisions. Yes. If you think you can find more information. Yes. Which I think you could always find more information. But what was it, I guess? I think the thing that really Hulk's picture, I said, here's another cute dog. Ha ha ha. And you said, how do we adopt this dog? And then by the end of that day, I put the adoption application in. Yes. I feel like that was pretty fast for us in terms of decision making. Like we probably, I sort of pitched it to you. And then I think maybe a couple weeks later, it was happening. That's one of the faster decisions that we've made. Yeah, I would say that's true. I would say the groundwork I've been laid with another decision. Oh. Well, no, I think because at one point we had talked about going to Iceland. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. March break, which you're I right. also was like, no, no. <laughs> I said, I said, that's Nick. Way, that's way too expensive. Nick just turned 40. I'm going to turn 40 in April. And I said, I want to go on an adventure with you for our 40th birthday. I want to go to Iceland. Which I thought was a place you would totally want to go. Oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. So we were going to go to Iceland for March break. But even that decision, you're right. You're right. Because I was like, we should do that. And you said, no, I don't want to. And I said, I can't remember how I convinced you that that would be a great idea. Well, you kind of, you do this thing where you're kind of like, well, it's our 40th. It's this, yeah, that, that's right. it's the other. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really want to like spend all of this money on this. But you, you're, you're persistent. With it, good arguments. And so eventually I came around like, all right, we're going to do this. That fell through. So you kind of were able to parlay that. That's true. Decision. Because then you're like, well, if we're not going to Iceland, we can get we're a gonna dog. We're going to be home for March break. We can get a dog. And we're not going to be spending all that money that you were worried about. Right. So you, 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 you turned one thing I turned <laughs> into another. <laughs> one decision into another. Yes. So we were on decision making momentum. Uh, you were. Yeah, I always am. I like making decisions. I think being open to your spouse's stance to get back to this article is probably the thing that we do best. Is like, it's very rare if you say, no, I don't want to do that, but tell me more. You never say, I don't want to do that and don't ever talk to me about it again. True. Which I think is good. Like, you even will allow me to sort of pitch all of the reasons that I'm... I'm all in. Usually by the time I present a decision to you, I'm not on the fence. Absolutely true. The, the dog was probably one of the first times where I was like, I don't know. Should we do this? Is this like, you know? Um, well, I thought you were you were way more sure yeah. I feel than you're letting on now. That was my impression anyways. I was sure when I put the application in, but then as the adoption process went on, I got a little, I got a little like weary of it all. Sure. But I guess by that point, you make a good point. The decision was already made. Yes. Right, Hulk? Um, Okay, the second part of this article is to be honest about your feelings. I feel like I lean into that a lot when we make decisions. Right. I would say that's true. You know what? We've sort of pit positioning it as like, we make decisions, which is sort of like Aaron has an idea and waits until Nick agrees with the idea. But that's not really... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, is it? 
No, I don't. No, no, not not all. No, not all decisions. What about the cottage? Ah, uh, the cottage. That was obviously a, a really big decision too. That took a long time. Yeah, it did. It took us probably three months to decide. To go back and forth on that. Yeah, it was a long time. That was a decision I know. I we had well. the time. We had the time. We had the time, but it was also like... So just to be clear, we we own a cottage, which we purchased from Nick's grandparents. And we had the time because they were sell, gonna they were going to sell it privately. So we knew that that was mm-hmm. kind of the timeline that we could work within. We had a lot of flexibility. We did. We did. I mean, that was another, another decision where I think our guts were like, yeah, this is This has awesome. to happen. Yeah. But then the... Like the reality has right. to right, huge, huge. Understanding like what that means to <laughs> the cottage. Sort of like this has to happen. How, how do we do this? Yeah, like does this if make sense financially it? for yeah. the time involved, the work involved? Yeah, there's so much involved with it to try to like wrap our heads around it and talk it through. Yeah, that's right. As much as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I was way more hesitant than you were. But that was also being honest about our the feelings, our feelings that went into that. Obviously, mm-hmm. the emotional connection to that property would, was way different for you than it was for me. Not that it wasn't there for me. It was, but... Yeah, yeah. I spent a bunch of time as a kid, like... Exactly. Going to that cottage. That, that was, yeah, that was a little bit different. And, you know, I knew too, like, even though I, I really wanted it, and of course we ended up buying it, but I knew that it was going to... I guess put our, our life on a certain trajectory yeah. in some ways. Yeah, that's true. Um, it was going to mean something very specific mm-hmm. to own a cottage mm-hmm. and own that cottage. Yeah. That's what sort of separates the, like, Iceland decision from some of these other decisions. Like, the cottage, this house that we live in was a huge decision. Hulk. I don't put kids in that decision-making bucket because I don't really... I feel like our lives like naturally evolved to a place where having kids became like really organic. We didn't mull it over a lot that I remember. No, I think that the only thing was, was deciding to have a third was we always knew. I felt like our gut was all, we always talked about having three. Yeah. And then I think once we had two was kind of our gut was saying, yeah, have three. But then again, logically. Yeah. Like two is already so insane. (laughs) To have is a third. It, is it? We're not to three. <laughs> but we decided to become overruled. Yeah, that's a great point. Having the third, yeah. But that was a good. We're like, yeah, we want to have a third. But yeah. like, does this actually? Does this make sense? Yeah. From and a the time answer perspective, was, no, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But we both had really strong feelings about having three. Yeah, but it was totally the right decision. Yeah, it totally was. It made no, it makes no sense. It still makes no sense. It's a terrible idea, but it was also the right idea. So you would agree that when making a decision together, you have to be open to your spouse's stance. And sometimes these things take a long time. And you also have to be honest about how you feel. Yeah, I think one of the things you with me is that you also are patient. I've gotten better. I wasn't always. With my heel dragging. Right. When we bought this house, so we also purchased our house privately from my grandma. That was an immediate yes for me. I... And I think that's my first, like, memory of something that we really, like, went to the arena in. Like, we, we, like, sat at different sides of the boxing ring and pitted out our pros and cons. That was definitely a no. It was definitely a no. 
the beginning for me. I actually thought it wasn't going to happen, and I thought we were going to make a huge mistake. I don't remember being that patient during that. I remember being sort of um, emotionally obstinate. Your words, not mine. But looking back, I'm probably also, like, being hard on myself because I absolutely know you now. I never could have convinced you to buy a house. If you didn't want to do it. That's true. That's the other thing. Is that like, is true. You're making jokes that like, I tell you what to do and yeah. then, and then you eventually do what I want. <laughs> right. But the truth of the matter is no one can make you do anything you don't want to do. Yes. Oh my god. No, it's true. It's true. You're right. There's I all never these try to make you do anything you don't want to do because it doesn't work. It is hundred percent It true. doesn't work. It, Including like, can you please put the cereal in the cereal cabinet? Yeah. That's not going to happen. Oh, right, yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, <laughs> even though it would mean the world to me to not have to put away cereal that I didn't eat. Airing grievances. Well, listen, I'm just trying to use it as an example of me not making you do things that you don't want to do. No, it is true. All these decisions, as big as they are, and even if I was reluctant at first, are decisions that, because you gave me the time, I and we're on the same page usually at our core anyways, Yeah. that eventually we, we, we agreed on the decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the third one I think we've alluded to a couple different times, which is examine the pros and cons. I don't do this. You do. That's all I do. You well, actually, I examine the pros and you examine the cons. Well, we gotta balance it out. We gotta have the full list. Well, that's not actually fair to you. You love to research. I would like to find all sides of the issue. I'm not really researching cons to find cons. I'm researching cons because that's the other side of the issue. Yeah, you don't want to look at the glass half empty or half full. Right. You just want to know how much is actually in the glass. I want to know everything about the glass. Yeah. And what's in it or <laughs> what's not in it. What's the glass made of? Yeah. What's the fluid inside? What could go wrong with the glass? Right. How, how much is right? tested? Because it's easier to me from, to see the pros, especially if it's pe- a decision. How many people have rated the glass on Amazon? What was the average rating? Where did the reviewers come from? Yeah. Are there photo reviews? <laughs> Video reviews. Yeah, but most decisions don't come like that. What do you mean? Oh, he tries to think. No, what do you mean they don't they don't come well, like that? Well, most decisions aren't as easy as, like, reading the Amazon reviews. Well, and, and listen, I want to be clear for your viewers, listeners, listeners <laughs> that it's not just Amazon. You're looking for all kinds of research. So for sure. the more information I can get, the better off, more informed my decision is. But my point is that there's nobody out there who's going to tell you what it's going to be like to adopt Hulk, for example. Correct. But can you do as much research as possible for how to train a dog or deal with the various things that may come up? I guess to so. To get that flow once, once we make the decision. Part of me, and I know part of you too, although this isn't part of your research process, is to say, I know how to handle whatever is going to come. Mm-hmm. I've handled a lot and we're a really good team. And whatever is going to come up, we'll figure it out. So to me, the research is irrelevant because I trust that between you and I, we can handle it. Because you'll research it. Because I'm going to research and figure out how to do it. So, (laughs) yes, this is true. No. This is true. That's not Well, for example. Oh, no. Well, I'm just saying. You have a twinkle in your eye. No, it's just with Hulk. Yeah. You've had a lot of success with walking him. Yes. Because of you. You taught me. And how did I learn those things? You researched it. Because I researched those You're absolutely right. I have had a lot of success walking Hulk because of you researched and you you did one demo in the living room and I figured it out. Yeah. You're right. Thank you for doing all that research. (laughs) You're right. 
Okay, number four we're also very good at. Consider the long-term effects of your decision. Oh, yeah. Even me, even when I have an impulsive yes, yes. I can picture it in the long term. I agree. Yeah. We're both good at that. We're both good at that. We like we have a strong focus on the long term. Yeah, we do. We do. I, it's rare that I'm like, let's do this because it'll just feel great in the moment. Neither of us are really like that. Right. Instinctively, I trust my gut. I know when a yes is a yes. But that's not necessarily because I'm just like doing what I want. I mean, it's mostly I do like to do what I want. I do like to do what I want, but not because I'm, like, putting blinders onto the consequences or the cost. You know, like, even when we disagree about things because of money. So, for example, the Iceland trip is a good example. Or, like, we want to plan a Disney trip in the future. And we might want to come to that decision in different ways because of money. I'm not as worried about money as you are. Because in the long term, I just trust our savings and our earnings will will be, like, appropriate to the scenario. <laughs> Did I convince... <laughs> well, because guess who takes care of all oh the savings? Oh, my gosh! <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess you're right. That's true. So you trust it because I, I do the work to make sure that it's set up as much as possible. I know all the ins and outs of our accounts. Yeah. And so I can't just trust it I know it hmm okay yeah but even so you know it in a way that's like more about scarcity than I do like sometimes we come to like a financial decision like going to Iceland mm-hmm. and I was like we can go to Iceland and you're like we could we can't we couldn't possibly which isn't true even though you know the numbers better than I do right and <laughs> yeah okay so that's good so money money is an interesting one when it comes to making decisions okay but this is a good this is a good one in terms of considering the long-term effects number five find ways to compromise do we compromise i don't think compromise plays into our decision making that often no it doesn't okay i'm relieved to hear you say that because i feel like when we make decisions we're both on the same page it's the it's something we both want it's not making we we rarely make a compromise where i'm like i really want this and you're like i don't really want this but this part of it i like and we're just gonna do what you want if you can think of an example that's great like with big decisions mm-hmm. the day-to-day there's all kinds of like concessions and compromise of course i know that's a... we have three kids they're insane i can't i can't think like, right now is a compromise. I want you to record, and you're tired, and you're going to help me out by recording with me. Sure. But that's not a big decision. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's not. <laughs> big decisions are just like what you said, like those kind of, like, life-altering or, like, path-altering. Sure. Door-closing and door-opening types of decisions. You're trying to think of an example. I can't. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. Okay. Find ways to compromise. So we would say... We don't really think actually finding ways to compromise helps you make stronger decisions. Well, if we're talking about big decisions, yeah, sometimes those those can't be compromised, right? Like, there's no halfway way to buy a house or a dog, right? Or like start a family. Yeah, maybe some of the money ones are where people do compromise more. 
That's probably true. Is like if I was like, I really want to do something big for our 40th, and you were like, I really want to do something for our 40th that isn't big, then we would have like gone to Quebec City or something. Sure. Which I guess we could still do, but we're not going to. Maybe we should go to Quebec City. Could be fun. Oh. Maybe. Oh, it could be. You heard it here first, folks. Could be. Nick Sobel might be know. willing to spend money on a getaway. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> See, but now we have the dog. Yes. Yeah. So now, if we want to leave to go anywhere. I think there's some nice, like, virtual tours on YouTube. Oh, my God. (laughs) You can research it and get back to me. I'll let you know. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Number six. This is something we don't do, but we sort of do, like, the adjacent thing to it. Uh, Pray about it together. We don't pray together. It's not, like, a part of our, like family culture or culture as a couple but we do talk a lot before we make a decision yeah isn't that go back to pros and cons no i don't think so i think that like i think that we talk about how we're feeling we talk about things through the decision even hulk even the adoption process there were times when we were sort of like how are you feeling with like 70 30 or like where's your stress level at with this process we talk a lot we talk a lot. Yes. And I think that helps make big decisions because I feel like you've got my back, I've got yours. If I'm stressed, I don't have to manage that stress alone. Same for you. If you're stressed, you don't have to manage it alone. It's true that I think we're, we, we are good at communicating and knowing if each other has doubts about yeah. the decision, but that doesn't mean the decision was wrong or is wrong or anybody's mind is changing it's just talking through yeah the range of emotions when you're making a big decision i think that we're both open to the other person not being 100 percent. yes you know it's like sometimes you make big decisions and you're both 80 percent on it most of the time yes like i can't think of anything we did that we were 100 percent on maybe having the, maybe having the third baby we were both like yeah. If we can have a third baby, we'll have one. That's probably true. Yeah. But then you make the decision and then you're kind of 100. It doesn't really matter if you were 80, 20 or 70, 30. Because once it's, you make the decision, done. you're it's zero or one. It becomes a very binary. The, sw- <laughs> the switch is on. The decision's made. Or off. I'm actually trying to and struggling with examples of when we decided not to do something. We haven't really, like, walked through a something that we did decided not to do. A big decision that we didn't do. Yeah, it's funny because those ones just are not going to stick out yeah. in your mind in the same way. Early on in our marriage, we were, we were renting in a house. We were renting a house and I campaigned hard for a dog. Like, I knew the type of dog I wanted. I knew that it was like something I thought would be great for us. And you were like, no, we're not doing this while we're renting. We're not, you know, I think we were probably, we had some kind of clause or something in our We did. We could not have pets in that. Yes, that's yeah. true. And you were just like, it's not the time. We're not doing this. But I don't know how much of that we could call a decision. No, because to me it was like in the rental contract. Yeah. We couldn't do we- couldn't do it. We couldn't do it? I mean, to my mind, I think, like, I feel like I could have found a way to do it. Listen, we already had special permission for Slammer, the turtle. <laughs> we did. We asked. We made sure. We did. We asked our landlord if we could bring our turtle to the apartment, which thankfully they... He laughed and said yes. Yeah. He's like, a turtle? 
He's got a turtle. We still have a turtle. All right. I'll just review. Number one, be open to your spouse's stance. I think that's the most important thing that we do. Number two, be honest about your feelings. And I would add and talk a lot. Number three, examine the pros and cons. And also like share the pros and cons because you'll come up with pros I hadn't thought of and I'll come up with cons or pros you hadn't thought of. Like in your research, you'll come up with more things. Uh, Number four is consider the long-term effects. I don't think we spend a lot of time doing that. Number five is find ways to compromise. I also don't think we do that. Number six is pray about it together. I'm just going to call that like spend a lot of time in the decision together. Uh, Number seven is dig deep. Dig deep. Research. Nick's like, what does research? Dig oh, you research. see that as being research. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, very you find good. Out everything you can about that decision. Yeah. You research it. You figure like as much as you possibly can. See, I see that as deep. trusting your gut. Dig deep. Dig deep. Trust your gut. What is your gut telling you about this decision? And pay attention to all the feelings you have about it. So that's great. We see that both is like differently, right? Dig deep, research, dig deep, follow your instincts. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty opposite ends. Are they? Yeah. Research yourself. Research your own feelings. <laughs> Does that not count? No, it's fine. I, I, I know for, for research for me and big decisions is that you're always trying to be conscious of confirmation bias that you have a decision oh. there's something there that's why i always try to research like what could go wrong what are the bad things and if the bad things can't convince me mm-hmm. to not make the decision yeah then that's a pretty good sign can i ask you a question how do you feel when you're doing the research how does it make you feel because like if it was me and i was like I want to do this thing, but I'm just going to spend a bit of time researching how terrible that thing I want is. I would come away a little bit in like an anxiety spiral. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of, a lot of bit in an anxiety spiral. It's not a good activity for me to be like, what are all the ways if, if I had done that with Hulk, I would have been like, we're not doing this. I'm out. I'm 0% on board with this decision. Sure. I feel empowered. Okay. Because the more information you have, the more this, the more informed you are about how many things can go wrong and right. But like, mm. I want to see the whole picture as much as possible. I just want to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I want to know because again, if like I, I will often in a big decision, try to convince myself not to make it. Wow. Because if, if it's right, I actually had no idea what an uphill battle I was facing. To make decisions with you. Because I have to fight your gut instinct to say no. Yes. And the power of the internet. Yes. Wow. I'm amazing. Look at all the good <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the great decisions I've had you. So interesting. Yeah, we've never come up with, with like anything where we're like, this is a bad decision. This isn't good. We've never had like a... I'm trying to think of like a similar gut reaction to a decision. Okay, the last one after dig deep is to seek genuine agreement. Come up with a real agreement, one you both feel comfortable with. I feel like that's kind of like an extra one. Avoid forcing your spouse to do anything by means of ultimatums, manipulation, coercion, or any underhanded methods. 
If you want to strengthen the relationship you have, invest the time and effort it takes to truly reach your decisions as a team. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the whole point. You know you've made a strong decision if you both agree. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? There's there's go. a couple things. There's a couple things on Here this list. Here we go. Okay. Don't take yourself too seriously, right? Yes. Was well, that on the list? Or you're, you're... No, I'm adding it. It's great. They say be honest about your feelings, but I would also say it's just like take take some levity where you can. Like make jokes about the decision. You know, don't take yourself so seriously that because above all things is like let's say we decided to not get the dog is you're more important to me than any big decision we would ever make, right? All of it. If we decided to uh, have kids at a different time, if we'd not decided to get the dog, if we'd not decided to get the cottage, if we'd not decided to move to, to this house, you know, like, ultimately, my relationship with you is the thing that's more important than these decisions that are on the table. And so you also have to kind of take the dis- put the decision in the place it belongs, which is, like, below your relationship, Yes. Oh my gosh. No, you're right. You're right. But I think that's hard to do. I think that's why people come up with ultimatums and things, is they're like, well, if you really loved me, put the decision on par with the relationship. And when you can have a sense of humor about it, then you put the decision where it belongs. Yeah. Okay, great. Are you thinking about that? I mean, I agree with you. Okay, great. I agree, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't, yeah. Do you have anything on this list that you think is missing? Anything that you want to add to share with folks? I think that the list is pretty good, honestly. Yeah? All right. We're going to review one more time. Be open to your spouse's stance. Be honest about your feelings. Examine the pros and cons. Consider the long-term effects. Talk about it a lot. Dig deep, either by researching or trusting your gut. Seek genuine agreement. Don't take yourself too seriously. I think that's our advice. It's worked well for us. It has worked well for us. Thanks for chatting about decisions with me. Happy to do it. Yeah? It was good. This this dog decision is a really good one. That's good. It makes me very, very happy. I know it does. I That's love, important. I love him so much. It's pretty cute. <laughs> Not just his cuteness, but like he's been here asleep at our feet the whole time. He's so laid back and settled. I wasn't expecting that from a puppy. He's a good boy right now. He's a, right now, forever, he'll be a good boy. What did your research tell you? That a lot can happen. <laughs> but does that mean you're just like waiting for the other no. shoe to drop? No, listen, no, because like Hulk is his own dog. Yeah, yeah. No, the, you don't read, yeah, you don't find research about Hulk. Right. But you just want to figure out all the different ways things can happen. Did you research the breed, Max? Uh, no. He doesn't look like anything. But you're going to. I've tried. Yeah. He's great. He is great. That doesn't just detract from what he is now, which is awesome. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you don't worry about things going up no. wrong just because you've researched them going wrong. Correct. Wow. That's, that's like a superpower. I, do, I feel, always feel more empowered because you know what could go wrong. And you're like, great. If this goes wrong, this is I know how to deal with this. I've now bookmarked this web page. <laughs> yeah. But I find most, okay, yeah, we're going on a tangent, but I find most websites are like, here's all the things that can go wrong, but they don't necessarily tell you how to deal with them. I find out ways to deal with them. That's my <laughs> research. That's part of the research. So like, let's say I'm doing like, I don't know, okay. a home renovation project. Yeah. Yeah. Here that's at the cottage. different. That's a little more like, 
Yes. That's a little more like instructional. Yes. It's like, but okay, I, think I could do that if I was baking cookies, right? I think like, everything could be instructional. No. Well, we've given a few instructions for making big decisions, but at the end of the day, you have to make the decision. It's a, Correct. It's more of an art than a science. Absolutely. Instructional doesn't mean you follow, like, just blindly follow instructions. You have tools then, once you make your decision, to deal with whatever the ramifications are. It makes me think a lot about these conversations about perfectionism, which is about, like, trying to make everything go perfectly all the time and then releasing yourself to kind of recover from that kind of, like, level of control. You release yourself from the idea that anything can be perfect. But what you do instead is accept that you can plan for when things go wrong. Yes. You know, some people are like, but like astronauts have to go perfect, have to be perfect. And it's like, well, they don't actually. What they have to do is expect that they can solve problems when things go wrong. Love it. Yeah. You like that. Love it. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll wrap it up. I do really like making decisions with you. And I like, I like um, acknowledging that we're good at this. We're good at making decisions together. Yeah, I think we do a great job. I think we do, too. This dog one was a really good one. It was a good experience. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, episode 60. How to make better decisions with your spouse. Featuring my co-host, my guest, my guest host, Nick. Thanks for joining me, Nick. Thanks for having me. Uh, We'll see you again soon. See you in 10 episodes. In 10? You're still up for that decision? Uh, yeah, if, if I'm invited back. <gasps> That'll be 70. I love thinking about that. All right, we'll see you at 70. Bye! You have to say bye. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you wanted the last word. I didn't want to take over. Okay, well, then you say bye, your... then I'll say bye. Okay, so I'll say, okay. Bye! Bye. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.